podcast. I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick, and we are doing great. How are you feeling today, Joel? Oh, I'm feeling a little low. Yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Speaking of feelings, I want to talk a little bit about feelings. One of the things um, we talk about in this t- podcast is things I learned from you growing up. And as a kid, I remember a lot of times having these really strong emotional gut level things that that's not right or this is off. And and I'd speak out. It would get me in enormous amounts of trouble with the adults and authorities around me. Mm-hmm. But then later I'd realize, wait a second, I was right about that. <laughs> Didn't save me from getting in trouble, no, but no. I was right. And, and there's this level of intuition I think all of us have. And uh, that that is many ways driven by emotions. Malcolm Gladwell talks about what's called thin slicing, where you just have this sense, kind mm-hmm. of this gut level thing. That's right. So maybe are being repulsed by something immediately, but you don't know why. Maybe being drawn to something immediately, you don't know why. And but it's this very emotional response. And the the facts are, I mean, all the science and psychology is there that we are emotional beings at our core who make rational, I put that in quotes, right. decisions to back up what we've already got an emotional feeling towards, yeah. when it's original feeling we felt. But, and which is awesome, right? If you, if you get the intuition right. But here's the thing. I've found sometimes I get it really wrong. And when I'm really wrong, when my emotions lead me astray, it goes really, it's really bad. Yeah, really bad. So where's the line? I want to talk about leading with your emotions. Okay. So kind of two angles on that. First of all is like, how do you know when to trust those emotions? And then how do you know? Uh, and then also the, the emotional element of leadership where like, if you're just purely stoic, you're probably going to bulldoze mm, people in the yeah, process. Yeah. So there's this gift of emotions, but man, it can be a curse if it's not in the right place. I want to talk about that today. Yeah. Well, I mean, the classic statement of that is that, uh, you know, emotions make a great servant, but they're a terrible master. <laughs> yeah. So they're great when they're serving you and they're helping you. And, and, but if they're ruling you, then you've got a horrible master that you're working for. And so the idea is to not let them drive you, but use them as a gift, as you say, because can you imagine if we didn't have any emotions, if it was just like, you know, this is it. And I just do this. I mean, as you were saying, every bit of research that we found shows that we make, it may just be a microsecond of an emotional decision before we start rationalizing. That flash emotion, right? Right. And so often I think it's like guys when they, you know, anger being a secondary emotion type of a thing, it's the same way. I think sometimes we flash past that emotion and then immediately go to the rationalization, not even realizing that we had an emotion which really drove us there. So even the most rational of us actually are rebuilding upon a foundation of an emotional response. Which is interesting there because, okay, so for example, the first, there was this prominent Christian leader that somebody introduced me one time to. And the minute I shook his hand, I'm like, whoa, there's something off with this guy. Yeah. And I, I commented on it and my friend was like, dude, that's so-and-so. He's a very important, influential person. I'm like, okay. And so I pushed it out of my mind. The rational thing was everybody says this guy's legit. A few years later, this crazy scandal emerges about this guy and it kind of had to do with the feeling I had about him. And yeah. I was like, I was yeah. right. But all around me, the rational thing was, no, look who this guy is. But yeah. there was that intuition. I mean, some maybe could call it the Holy Spirit working through yeah. emotion. But it was a, an immediate, I was immediately kind of repulsed by this guy. Yeah. Well, that's where you get into this new age stuff of I see your aura and you've got a blue aura. Maybe or that's so, but something. there may be something there. I think there probably is. Yeah. And it's it's a spiritual thing that's in there, a soulish thing, which, would, you know, it's hard to distinguish soul and spirit, you know, because the soul is. Yeah. So unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, um, basically, 
You know, when the Lord said, uh, let us make man in our image, he wasn't talking about, you know, he has a beard or he doesn't have a beard or whatever, anything like that, blue eyes or green eyes or brown eyes. But he was saying that God is a trinity and he made us in the form of a trinity as well. We are spirit, soul, and body, or basically, um, that's the way it always lists it in scripture, spirit, soul, body. We always talk about body, soul, spirit, because that's that, the part we see. Talk about new age. That actually sounds a little new age. You've got a trinity within you. Exactly. And the, the answer lies within, which is really true if you have the Holy Spirit is, within you, is, you yeah. know. And that's the thing. When people get all freaked out about New Age, and it has simply, Satan is always trying to duplicate or counterfeit what God did. And so a lot of that, there's some truth hidden in there. Well, all truth is God's truth is kind of the, yeah. It comes from, and, but, it, but it's because it's a counterfeit on what the truth is of the, of the Lord. So anyway, we are body, soul, and spirit. And the body, of course, is the part we can see. That's the outer shell that we live in. Taste, touch, smell. Yeah, spirit, exactly. Yeah. Then there's the soul, and that's the emotions, the will, the intellect. Of the will, I always call, I prefer to call will desires. Is that a better, I mean, that's. No, this is what I want. I mean, who sits around talking about what you will? Yeah, well, that's true. Desire. Your desire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, when you're talking about what I think, what I want, what I feel. There you go. You're talking about the soul. Okay. I think is my intellect, what I want, my will, my desire. Which that's the Greek word is suke, which is where psychology comes from. Exactly. Suke, psychology. The study of the soul, basically. Study of your soul. Emotion, will, intellect. Emotions. Your personality. Yeah, your emotions, thoughts, desires. Yeah. That's all in there. And there's a third part that that is born dead. We are, we are born as sinners. We are born sinful, dead, and that's the spirit. And that's the part that comes alive when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. It's uh, the way I use the picture. It's like an empty balloon and the Holy Spirit, the breath of God comes and fills that balloon. And all of a sudden our spirit becomes alive because the spirit of God lives within our spirit and dwells within us. And so we're those three parts. And all three of those parts have senses. You have the physical eye, hear, smell, taste, touch. And that's where your soul has senses as well. And that's where, you know, you just, I just know that I know, you know, you just, and that's, I think what you're picking up on because unbelievers have that as well. So it's not necessarily, now well, I think the spirit. Because they have an active soul. They have an active soul. Yeah. And so the soul, just like I can taste, tell, I smell something. I don't see anything, but I smell something's not right here. Well, our soul has those same has senses as well. Yeah. You know, you just, so, you know, something's rotten in Denmark. You know, the old saying is yeah. something's, something stinks about this, you know. Well, that's this is talking about our soul sensing something wrong there. Now, when when the born again, the believer also has the spirit of God giving us Wait, insights beyond that. So the soul would be that emotion, right? Feeling that, which is kind of what a lot of people today um, they feel shut down by in our world because they're like something's not right about what's happening in this or that or the science behind this or whatever. Yeah. But then people go, well, what's you've got to give me a rational reason for that. Well, I don't know. I just feel it. Well, there's no rationality behind that. Then, you, therefore, your feelings are discounted. Mm -hmm. And and look at how much of a we're being let off a cliff because of lack of emotion in that way. Right. Yeah. Right. A lot of people in their gut are like, "There's something not right about this," and calling that that yeah. when it's no, that's not what that is. And actually, it's very interesting because what is the thing that got us into trouble was eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge right. of good and evil. And God never intended us really to experience or to necessarily know what's right and wrong, but to, because to know, you really have to experience it. And he didn't want us to experience sin. Mm. So it was, a, it, you were to sense what is right and wrong and just go, mm, I don't know. And you know, you've probably done that when you, there was a movie or a book or something and you go, ah, just, something inside me just says, I don't need to read that thing. And then yep. you read it and you realize, oh, 
that didn't help me any at all. That was really bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, and hopefully you learn to resist that. But if you're, as a Christian, that would be the spirit of God awakening the right. soul to what is right and wrong. Yeah. Or the spirit talking directly to our spirit. Because again, they're like united within us. The spirit yeah. of God dwells within our spirit. And That's a and huge I, I mean, concept. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. But that's the amazing part about we are actually to be led by the spirit. What is that talking about? It's talking about the spirit of God dwelling within our spirit and he can communicate to us that bypasses our emotions or our will or our intellect. In other words, I don't even know which way to go, but I just, I, I've had this happen so many times. Oh, I don't know what to do and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And eventually you got to do something or you've made a decision by not doing something. And so yeah. I just kind of almost, I actually flip a coin sometimes <laughs> and, and go this way. And then you look back and go, whoa, I lucked out. I went the right way. Yeah, It wasn't lucked out. I believe the Spirit of God is leading us by the Spirit and our knowledge, because that's a function of our soul, isn't even aware of it. And and the emotions were, well, you didn't have an emotion related to it, probably kind of ambivalent emotion. Yeah, and we're not talking about right or wrong or, you know, I mean, something evil. We're talking about two good choices, yeah, two moral choices, and you just don't know which, and you don't really care which way, you know, you don't know what's going to be the best. So you trust God to lead, and I believe he's pulling us by our spirit, leading by the spirit. So how do you know if he's using your emotions? Well, I mean, there are some emotions that are of the Lord. Uh, God not given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. So if, if you're fearful about it, now... That's, that's going to be yeah, tricky, though. That because, is tricky because, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there there is a natural fear that's just a function of our fallen nature, the fact that we live in a fallen world, and therefore we have fear, And but God didn't give us that spirit of fear. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a, one of the, here, here it says, too, that there are those, um, try, I wish I could remember the scripture, pause, let's look it up, but it talks about having through, um, um, have exercised their spirits to know what is right and wrong, exercised their um yeah, boy, look it up. He's looking it up. We'll find out. I'm looking up Isaiah 55, 12 is the verse that came to my mind. You will go out with joy and be oh, okay. led forth with peace. I think it's in Hebrews where it talks about okay. those who have have uh, through, through <laughs> pause. <laughs> we'll look this up. We'll get this for you. Hang on, we'll get it. Well, I was thinking, okay, so just to simplify it though. I, I, but I'm saying you exercise, you yeah, develop it. You, you develop, develop an it. ability to hear and know what's right and wrong. But I would think the way that you could tell God is using your emotions is do you feel a joy and a peace in a direction? Yes. Yeah. Even if the rational thing would be like, you should not feel joy and the peace in the middle of this. Right. That's just the people that I, we're just talking to somebody that recently he, um, he's been through a really hard time and he's like, it's, it's so weird. I have this weird peace. He's like, yeah. I used to look at people from the outside in and go, how in the world can they be that peaceful? They must be lying to themselves. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, I actually feel a peace in the middle of this struggle that doesn't make any rational sense. That would be the emotions being led forth with joy and peace. Yeah, yeah. Even in the middle of even the trial. You, yeah, even though you might be kind of fearful, you might have all that around, but in the middle of it, you still know, okay, this is this is the right way to go and I'm trusting the Lord in it. And so, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's one of those things that you kind of have to develop an ability for. Yeah, and I was going to say, I've never thought of this this way, but I mean, if the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, if you're feeling those, you, you're you being led by the Spirit of God, which you could say is, those are emotions that are indicators yeah. that you're being led by the right, Spirit of yeah, God. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, um, a matter of just knowing what's right and wrong in this and that God, you know, if you're if you're out of God's will, you're gonna know it. Mm. So if if you're feeling pretty good about this, and you're you know checking, you know David said this, "Try me, O Lord." 
see if there be in me any wicked way, because sometimes we don't know. But the Lord will reveal those things to us if we're open to it. If you got, I really do want to know if this is the right way to go. And if you're open to it, just keep proceeding step at a time. Yeah. And he'll let you know if you're off because it's his, it's kind of his responsibility. That's what the Holy Spirit came to do. So are negative feelings an indicator of God shutting something, it's telling you to not go away? Not, yeah, it, not negative in that, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. A negative like, hmm, I just don't feel like I should go that way. I don't, And you don't have to have any reason for yeah. it. You don't have to have any logic for but it. But like the opposite, if you're feeling the opposite of love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness, right. it's probably not walking in the spirit. Probably not, yeah. Opposite of love He's, he's be, probably putting up a barrier there to say, do not go that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, like 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 Paul, he he went, He went. there was a place he wanted to go and minister, and he said, the spirit of Christ kept me from it. Well, what, do you think an angel stood in the way or something? No, he just sensed in his heart. That's yeah. not the way to go. So- there's people that are going to lean more towards being a, more, a little more emotionally sensitive and a little less emotionally sensitive. Mm-hmm, right. The stoicism is this ancient Roman, well, I think the Greeks actually started, the Romans carried it on. Um, I'm seeing a huge resurgence of it right now. Books like by Ryan Holiday, um, Stillness is the Key, uh, other books like that. And he talks about how you just have to get the emotion out of things. But that can lead not good too. Being led by emotions can lead you down a, a deadly oh, path. definitely. And see, to me, that's probably, not to judge whoever this author is. He's but, a great author, by the way. Right. I love his stuff, yeah. But it's it's more of a return to your Hinduism or uh, another where you're transcending the reality of. But emotions yeah, are a gift. But it's not even that. It's, it's Roman stoicism. So it's very tangible, concrete, like you just go with what's in front of you type. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, but again... The joy of the Lord is our strength. You you read emotions throughout Scripture. They are a gift. God, God Himself is an emotional being. That's a, that's a fascinating concept. I mean, it, he, it, you, you it think- sorrowed Him. He repented that He made man when Noah in those days. This brings Him joy. You know, um, so God Himself is an emotional being, and I don't think that's just personification. I don't think He's just yeah. this rock up here with no emotions. I believe He gave us that again. That's one of the ways we're made in the image of God. Which is okay. So that's a, that's a scary thought that God is emotional because I have I used to have this friend. He wasn't a Christian, and he would call. He's like, "You're a worshiper of the ancient Hebrew arbitrary wrath God." <laughs> that's what he would always joke with me about. I love the guy. Uh-huh. He'd be like, "The arbitrary wrath God," and I'm like, "What do you mean by that?" He's like, it's "Like God, just like I'm striking down that people group. Wham, wipe them out." None of it was arbitrary though. See, so, but it seems no. like it's just this emotional guy that gets ticked off and he's like, that's it, I'm done with you yeah. people. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, so God being emotional could be a very scary thought. Could we pick a couple of those topics, for example? The Canaanites. Okay. He sent prophets among them. Meth- um, not Methuselah. Who was the guy um, uh, that Abraham tied to? Melchizedek. Uh, Melchizedek, yeah. Melchizedek was a prophet among the Canaanites. He had representatives among the Canaanites and they refused and they were one of the most vulgar, vile cultures. Even the Romans condemned the Canaanites when they for the things that they did. And so God gave them many, many years to repent and finally he said, okay, I'm done. I'm going to wipe them out, you know? Same thing with the Hebrews. So when, by the time he said, I'm done, it wasn't like he had just like had this impulse, emotional they decision. Get, yeah, yeah. It, worse and Which worse is and worse. why I guess there would have to be the promise he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast exactly. love. Like, yeah. If you if if the wrath of God is released upon someone, it's there's been a lot of warning. Oh, and in Noah's day, it says every thought of man was wicked, and so in some ways, if you lived in a society that wicked, oh, wow, you would kind of want them to be wiped out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of the nicest thing you could do because it's so. So uh, it wasn't so much emotional. It was, it was a it was a very calculated. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, 
And, you know, he did it the same way with the Hebrews. He kept warning, hey, this is going to, hey, I'm warning. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, uh, all right, look, the only way this is going to stop is for me to cast you guys out of the land. So how does that kind of leadership apply to us as being people who need to be sensitive to emotions of people around us, but yet also someone who's responsible for moving the ball forward? So say you're a pastor Mm -hmm. and you've got all sorts of emotions in your church right now. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Some people terrified of, you know, the the end of the world, the end of, you know, despotism is on the way with this new administration or yeah. you've got other people who are like, if you open up the church too early, we're going to, we're going to yeah. be guilty of killing people. So you got these highly emotional people and you as a leader, how do you be sensitive to those emotions at the same time moving, yeah. moving the ball forward? Well, you just make the right decisions all the time. That's and the you don't have any problems. There you go. <laughs> just make the right choice. I mean, it, 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 I'm kind of joking, but really that is kind of the thing you have to do. You have to hear from the Lord whether it's right or wrong, and then you have to do what you feel in your heart is right. Because here's the ultimate thing. Whatever you do, 50% of the people are going to say you're an idiot. Yeah, right. true. So the only one you don't want to say you're an idiot is when you stand before him for him to say, what an idiot. You want to, when you stand before him, clean hands, pure heart, be able to say. Do you, do you think that's a rational, okay, it's not rational. Do you think it's a legitimate argument for a pastor to say, I don't, I don't know why, but this is what I feel we need to do. Yeah, I would, I would avoid the term feel because everybody goes, oh, you're just going on your feelings. You know, this is what I sense yeah. in my heart. I mean, that Which spiritualizes, is, I guess no, it's, but it's spiritualizing it's the, the same gut thing. Intuition, it's the gut yeah. intuition thing though too, because I mean, you think about guys like, I mean, people like Steve Jobs, for them to see the future like they saw the future, there had to be some sort of gut level because yeah. everybody else is saying, why would you even need that? And he's like, oh, you're going to need this. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I mean, there has to be a sixth sense yeah. within you to see things that other people can't see. It's an intuitive, emo- and, and some, yeah. I would think a very emotionally driven, like I have to do this. Yeah, but that, that kind of puts a big heavy duty on the pastor though. I just feel like if you just kind of sense what you feel like you need to do, hear from the Lord and then move ahead. Now that doesn't mean that you go, well, fooey on you. If you don't agree with me, well, that's your problem. Right, which is what a lot of the diva type people that have moved the world forward though have said fooey on you if you yeah. don't agree with me. But and they just, aren't. They aren't, and they leave dead bodies in their wake. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't, yeah, which isn't the spiritual way to do it. I mean, um, so you have to just kind of do what you feel like God's called you to do, but then be uh, patient and understanding. It's like it's kind of like this, you know. It's just okay. So somebody comes to you, they disagree. You open the church, you close the church, whatever you did. You know what? I really appreciate what you're doing there, and you know, I'm just doing the best I can here. I'm praying. I'm trying to hear from the Lord, and we're going to give this a try. And so I'm just going to ask you to go along with me. Would you just be patient and be kind and just be helpful? Just Let's just work together in this as much as it's possible. Let's live at peace with all men. Let's just be kind in this. Be kind, tenderhearted, compassionate toward one another. And if you if you express that, you know what you sow, you reap. Yeah. If you come in with a, well, by golly, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, you can just go to that church down the street. Guess what? They're going to go to that church down the street. But if you just come in and you sow kindness, you sow understanding, you sow compassion. Look, I understand your fears. So you're aware of their emotions. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times what I see is people say, well, they're just being driven by their emotions. I, we don't need to consider them. No. Yeah. But it's, it's like a parent and a kid. The parent, and you're walking, if you're walking with your child, your child may be emotionally driven. I think you slow down to keep up, let the kid keep up with you. You don't drag them. I see some parents, you don't drag them along. You don't expect the child to keep up with you. Right. And so if they're dealing with their emotions and they're struggling with all those things, have compassion on them and slow down a little bit. doesn't mean you have to stop. 
yeah. but you maybe, and you may have to move forward at the same speed, but at least you're saying to them, come on, let's go, we can do this. Let me put you in a little wagon and I'll pull you along. And and I think that's one of the, 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 the gifts of the, well, first of all, of counsel, but also of the Bible is that if you are prone to be emotionally driven or you're having a bad time and you want to make these emotional decisions, you can always check it with people around you who are yeah. who are out of the out of the fog of of battle, so to speak. Yeah. Say, hey, what do you think of this? Uh, if the people that get in trouble are the ones that make the emotional decision and then never checked with anybody. You don't understand me. Yeah, you don't yeah. understand with me. But if you but if people are around you, like if four people around you are saying, I think you need to check check yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. And then the great thing is you can, so the word of God in First Thessalonians is the word of God is quick and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, able to divide between soul and spirit, which is again, that designation. Is this actually spirit of God saying do something or is it just your emotions run awry? Yeah, yeah. And you've got that that gift of being able to check it against the word of God and check it against counselors. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be way less likely to, to run off the rails with emotional decisions. And as you point out often, the guy in the Bible who talks the most about the wisdom of seeking counsel was Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. Yeah. And I remember a couple of times with you, I would say, dad, what, what should I do? I was a highly emotional decision. And you would say, you know, normally I would say what you're about to do is wrong, but I actually think in this situation it's right. And I was like, wow, okay. You've, you've done that a couple of times. And that's where you can trust people to say, okay, no, I actually think, your emotions may be leading you in the right direction in this yeah, case. Yeah. yeah, but make sure they're godly people because you want godly counsel. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information from Joel or Rick, you can visit joelmalm.com or rickmalm.com. Please consider leaving a review of the podcast. 